You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome to another massive week of Jack and Flash. Thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts of Ramey, the doers of insurance. We are live across 1629 SEN Tasmania, 1611 SEN Track, Northern Tasmania, and the SEN app. Preliminary final weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait to talk about that. We've got Launceston's Jackson Thurlow on after eight to talk about the TSL Grand Final. Of course, Launceston playing Kingborough this weekend. The Hurricanes new signing, Chris Tremaine, will be on with us as well. And hot or not. What a great... Well, listen, I've got a different cast here this morning. I'm terribly excited. Firstly... My sparring partner, Jack Revolt. Good morning to you, young man. Good morning, David. How are you? Terrific. Thanks, pal. Yes, How are you? You sound like you're up in your tippy toes this morning. Yep, it's, I am. What's, what's, yep. The, uh, what's the reason behind that? Well, look, come on. Let's not, be, let's not kid ourselves. Any weekend that uh, the mob you are quite fond of is about playing a preliminary final. Why are um, you wearing face paint today? That's a bit early to be putting it no on, isn't it? face paint. Right. <laughs> we might see if they, can, if they can sneak through another week. We might... Um, up the ante. We'll move forward here, Jackie Boy, because we've got my old mate here, Alex Johnson, joining us. It's a threesome that's um, three-headed very... <laughs> monster. Three-headed monster, David. Good morning to you, Alex. Oh, good morning. Where do you start? What a yes. time! What a time to be alive! And um, thank you for finding yeah room under the doona for me as well. We, we news about to relaunch. That's a big story. Ooh, we'll probably have to big, touch on that. One, one hour project now. That's uh, surely with double the airtime, AJ, double the pay packet. Is that how it mate. works and that sort of stuff? Or? Tasmania, God's country. They're all starting to cotton on. We need to have 24-hour news down here. Good news with wind <laughs> news during the week. 24-hour. <laughs> well, what are you laughing at? Mate, you, you run it. Uh, yeah, come on. Go on. Move on. Okay, <laughs> we can get to that later, but it's very exciting news. Yes, uh, give us a call one three hundred four two forty two fifteen thirty three, or send us a text oh four three seven double five two five three five. Now, Jack, we have two double passes for the ICC T Twenty World Cup double header on October twenty first to give yep. away. Ireland versus West Indies, My Scotland boys. versus Zimbabwe at Bluntstons, all thanks to the ICC T Twenty World Cup. The ICC Men's T20 World Cup is coming to Hobart. Get your tickets at t20worldcup.com.au. A little later in the show, one veil. The teams that are playing in Hobart, very, very exciting. Can't wait to see this. Can't, wait, can't wait to see which way we've gone, Flash, who, whose heritage we've followed in the way that we're going to support that team 
uh, whilst they're playing in the Apple Isle. I'm looking uh, forward to you guys have been on Ancestry.com <laughs> yes. putting in your DNA. Well, I'll make see. he's West Indian, so I'm not <laughs> sure what... You know, I don't know where that um, come from. Prove You're me wrong. G- Prove me wrong. You can't do it. There You're you as German as Klopp. <laughs> um, overnight news, big news. We're going to have to touch mm. on this first up if we don't mind, Alex. I'll start with you. Uh, the great man, Roger Federer. Uh, has announced his retirement. Now, it feels, obviously, the last couple of years he's really struggled with injuries. Uh, Doyen comes to mind, doesn't it? Yeah, well, people talk about um, the late Queen being a constant in our lives. Well, for people of our vintage, Roger Federer has been a constant in our sporting life. He played, I just looked it up, he played his first uh, ATP event in July 1998. Yes. Setting the scene for you. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls was top of the charts. Something about Mary and Rush <laughs> Hour with Jackie Chan in the cinema. So that, and I was in grade eight. Yes. You know, and about 75 kilos lighter than I am mm. now. So Federer has been in our lives um, for 24 years on the tour. And... Um, Oh, just a gentleman of the sport. Never forget, Jack, of course, um, our boy, Leighton Hewitt. Early days, he was smacking Federer. I think, I reckon he beat him, I reckon it was the first seven times in a row he played him. And it's, I haven't done the research here, so I might, I might have got that wrong text it up. But then, of course, there was that famous Davis Cup victory that Hewitt came back and beat him in five sets, and then that was it. Uh, I think he did beat him twice more in his career, but... Um, that's when Roger became Roger, Jackie boy. Yeah, you know that uh, tennis is certainly my strong suit, Flash. I've got that <laughs> deep-seated <laughs> That's love. That's why I went to Alex first. Deep-seated love for the two rackets and one tennis ball. But I, I love the way the Fed's been all class. And even the way that he went out was all class and Roger Federer style. As many of you know, the past three years have presented me with challenges in the form of injuries and surgeries. I've worked hard to return to full competitive form but I also know my body's capacities and limits and its message to me lately has been clear. I am 41 years old. I've played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt and now I must recognize when it is time to end my competitive career. The Labour Cup next week in London will be my final ATP event. There we go. So, I mean, 20 Grand Slam titles, 103 career titles, over 130 large million, that is, in prize money. Triple that endorsements. Oh, and then some. Uh, World number one for years on end. And the other thing is Trent Cotchin's hero. So I did send Trent a little message this morning saying condolences. But, Flash, uh, I hate to play the role of Nostradamus here. Um, here's, here's, Here's a little edit from last week's show that maybe I saw this coming. Djokovic will win at least another three or four. No, nah, I've got them as none. I, I reckon they're done. Oh, well, you don't watch tennis. No, you're right, I don't. And you know, you actually... Hot or not, have I just predicted the future? You know how they go to that... Uh, you know how they go to the, the Nostradamus lady at the start of the year and she always predicts what's yes. going to happen for year 2023? It's always... The Nostradamus do- lady... <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what Is that their official title? That's their official title. I've I've predicted the future there. I've written I've written the boys off, the the other three headed monster. Um of course Djokovic, Nadal and Federer. And I've called it and, and look Roger, unfortunately, he won't win another Grand Slam and um, oh, I, stop it. No, and of course he wasn't going to win. What are you well, talking mate, about? Mate, the evidence is there. I just said He's forty one, he's old as me. You posed the question to me, hot or not, and I said 
it was not news because they're not going to win another and they're not going to win another one. So you're listening to tarot card readings <laughs> with Jack Rebold on SEN. <laughs> There you go. I called it. A bit of a pat on the back for myself. So um, unusual. Mm. Cop that flash. Cop that. What else happened well, overnight? Well, what the, look, look. I don't watch Union as much as I used to. I used to watch it absolutely religiously, and I think that might be a bit of a typical conversation with people watching. Rugby. John Eel was Matt Burke's. John, oh, George Gregan, of course. We all we all oh. love that. But absolute Stephen heartbreak Larkham. last. Yep, all of those players. The Wallabies lost to the All Blacks last night, 39-37 after last-minute penalty, saw the All Blacks score a post-siren match-winning try, I think in the 82nd minute in the in the end is when they went over. The Wallabies, Wallabies Jackie boy, were mm-hmm. down 37-13 and absolutely stormed home to hit the lead with three minutes to go. Surely we got over the line. I'm, I, I'm not a... Well, I used to love watching it uh, on... It was sort of like a Saturday night, Sunday Arvo sometimes, especially with the time difference over there in New Zealand. I remember John Eels taking that final kick in a Bledisloe Cup to win the game for him. But yes. AJ, sure, surely what's happened? What's happened in these final three minutes? Because we haven't come away with the points, have we? Well, there was extraordinary scenes. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of what we saw... Um Oh, the, the D's last weekend. Um, ball in the hand, but needed to get rid of it and got called on the, the time-wasting oh, penalty. Oh, Jake Lever set up. It was unbelievable. And the teammates were pleading uh, with him to get rid of it. Well, you I, actually, we actually listened back and he, you clearly see... Now, I don't, I'm, I'm not a... And we're not aficionados here of the rugby union. Aficionados. Fish and chips. We'll just go that way. Um I clearly, the French referee said 15 seconds. Now, I counted 20-something. And he said it in English, too. He said it in English. So, Quatre uh, seconds. Are are we... (laughs) uh, I'm not sure. Um, What did you think, Jack? Uh, No, I think uh, in what I saw, it was... um Certainly, it was it was Jake Leverish from from last Friday night. AJ, I really liked that parallel there. So um, no, I think uh, cruel way to lose though, because then the All Blacks get the ball back and they um, yeah get it out to a guy in space and that's it. Is game it, over. Is that the is that one of the great the world's sporting like greatest sporting like monopolies that, that New Zealand have over Australia in the the rugby union because we just cannot beat them. Nah, twenty years. What a very I mean, they've been, I think they I think they have. Beaten them twice in that period, maybe. Yeah, they haven't been going any good, the All Blacks of late. Oh, they say no. they haven't been going any good. They've been beaten on the road a fair bit, uh, and even at home as well by Argentina, I think, beat them, uh, lost Pumas. Um, so they haven't been going as, as well as what they have in the past, the, the giant that they've always been in Rugby Union. I'd love some Rugby Union people just to text in and actually just straighten us up if we've gone down the wrong path down there. Off the text already, 0437 552535. Flash should dump Sydney-based on... Sydney based on the idiotic comments of his chairman on Tasmania. Well, thank you, David, for that. I agree with you. Andrew Prudham is a clown. <laughs> um, however, I won't, I won't be barracking Bang. for Andrew Prudham when um, the Swans run out at 4.45 against the Mighty Pies. <laughs> Another one come through with wind news going to one hour. How many table tennis stories will AJ get on so he can show the file footage? Of his own ability, which is outstanding. Now, as they we played know. that the other night, and I had no hand in it. Right. So I love how he said. To... I love how he said they. That's that's just straight from the head honcho. That one. Roll it up again, boys. Get back to the archives. Get the table tennis footage. We've got a sniff of a little article here. Bit of me time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love table tennis. It's you do. one of the few sports I can still play. Well, you don't have to move too much, do you? <laughs> if you, you can, mind you, the good ones move heaps. No, that's, what a sport that is. I, 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 I just... Another I, sport I look, I'm better than you no, no way, no way. What are you I, talking about? Well, there's no way you're better than me at table tennis. Oh, I'm okay, well, hey, well hey, hey, in right fact, here. I'll go all, I'll go every racket sport that you want, and I'll. That's what. I'll, anyway, Roger you, 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 you got up. me at footy and golf. Shut up! All right, I'll throw that out there, David. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. The most one-sided rivalries in sport, and I'm gonna early on me, me versus you in golf <laughs> flash. We're, we're going we're gonna to have stage. we're going to have a hit around next week. That will be. I've lost a few. That will be one sided. I've lost a few dollars betting on the Washington Generals <laughs> over the years. So I'll get the Globe Trotters measure one of these weeks. Uh, very. Well, good. send us a text oh four three seven double five two five three five. What is the most one sided rivalries in sport? Let's have a break. We're here on Jack and Flash. David Lithgow, Jack Revolt, and Alex Johnson's a full house here this morning. Great to have your company. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Well, of recent Friday mornings, I've been cruising here. It's been a beautiful day in Hobart. Today, AJ, just a little drizzly. Quite a bit of rain overnight as well, and cloudy and Wintry, little false sense of security in springtime, don't we? You get a couple of nice days. Here we go. What time's the cleaner due in, Flash? We're, we're waiting for the background <laughs> noise of the vacuum <laughs> no, to start up. What time's the cleaner due? They've, they've been and gone. Look, we've got lots of texts coming through here. Can I go through these quickly, Jack? Richmond's finals domination of Geelong. We're talking about the most one-sided rivalries in sport. <laughs> oh, okay. Gee, well, I know I know you were looking forward to trying to get another crack at Geelong secretly, by oh, the way. You did tell me that. It. would have loved Keith it. Keith They're Thank hot you, at the Keith. moment, the Cats, though. The MCG versus Brisbane until last week from Gareth. Yep. Um, I'm, I imagine he's alluding to the fact that they haven't won that much, but not that they played much. Well, Chris Fagan was stated during the week, Flashman and AJ, that it was a hundred years since they'd won in the post-game, uh, post-game sort of uh, inside look that, uh, that it was Fox Sports was given actually, which was awesome the way he was talking about it. He said they hadn't won there in a hundred years, so uh, it was good for them to break the hoodoo last week. I've got one from Tickets here in West Hobart. And Tickets said, everybody that's played Essendon for the last 20 years, um, it's been a most one-sided rivalry. I don't mind that from Tickets. AJ, you're an Essendon fan? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. I was actually... Fa- fake one for mine. Oh, really? Oh. Wow. Too no, face, no face paint like you, Flash? A little bit despondent after it. Yeah, I've fallen out of love a lot yes. Did you the celebrate years. the 18 years, uh, the birthday of the 18 years of not winning a final, out for, go for out for a beer or something like that? Amazing. Unbelievable. It's, um, yeah, it's a tough time. And then, you know, everything is, I feel like we have the same conversations over and over again as an Essendon fan. But anyway. Craig in Devonport, Australia versus New Zealand in cricket. Shame we can't get the win the other way. Thank you, Craig. He's listening, listening on, on the SEN app. On the app, app, Craig. Preliminary final week, Jack. It's, uh, it's a week, well, I've got to admit, if you went back five or six years ago, you and I went to the 2016 grand final together. Mm-hmm. And if I said to you then, in six years' time, we're going to have you discussing and breaking down preliminary finals, I think we would have laughed at each other. Well, you played in f- one, two, three, four. Yep. What's the week like, mate? Well, I'll ask it from oh, before I talk about it. What about from, from your guys' point of view as lovers of football? There, there isn't a better week of footy, is there? Like, I mean, grand final week's unbelievable, but... 
prelim week, we get two of the best games. We get two of the best games uh, from uh, from the year, um, and it's so much on the line. Like getting to the big dance is the is the ma- the amazing thing, but just trying there, and knowing the back of your mind. It's as a supporter and as a footy lover, you guys must love prelim week. Yeah, it's the best weekend of the year, I think. And um, think about the amazing prelim final memories we have. You know, we oh talked about uh, Roger Roger Federer in '98, but '96 on the couch, I was devastated. Mm. Oh my goodness gracious! I mean, what a way to lose. Um, and then there's been some classics since then. Some of those uh, that you played in pretty good, Jack. But um, I went to the prelim the last time Geelong and Brisbane played in 2004. Ooh. Of course, Brisbane had to play the game at the MCG because of that rule that you couldn't play two prelims outside of Melbourne. Now, that was a cracking game. If we get a replay of that one, we'll be pretty happy. Uh, it, is, it is everything to play for because you want to you want to give your team that amazing experience of a grand final week. It is. And from a player's, just that player's point of view, AJ, and that's, that's the thing is you get caught up like a fan and... and you're speaking from just a football lover there. It's not really much different uh, as a player. You're so close to that one that opportunity to play in, in um, playing, I mean, the holy grail of, of football and, and sport in Australia here is that Premiership Cup. And you get a chance to play in it, but you have to get through it. And you've got to be careful because you can f- fall into the trap of playing the mind games before uh, before the first game. I mean, there's a lot spoken about the fact that... Um, Geelong uh, have gone through um, and haven't played a game. And Sydney as well, haven't played, uh, I've only played one game in 20-something days. So there's that layoff. What do you do during the break there as well? But um, look, for, for me, luckily enough, sort of been relatively successful in prelim finals. Unfortunately, there was a big American that bobbed his head up. Ooh. Um, Didn't he? 2018, which was a bit disappointing. Mm. But it, it, the... You've got you've got to be really careful. You can't build it up too much because and and look forward to to grand final week because when you've been to grand final week, you know what's to come. You know there's the parade and this year they're going to be doing the boats on the Yarra and and all Brownlow. the the Brownlow and everything that comes with fans coming to the to the to the week and whatnot. But you, you can start to play that fantasy in your head, but you've still just got to get through this game. You've got to focus fundamentally on what uh, what gets you there. Well, I mentioned 96, but talking about getting ahead of yourself, what about the Bombers in 99? You know, yep. Jeff Kennett was meant to win the election and they were meant to flog Carlton. And uh, so you can get ahead of yourself. You don't uh, cash a check before um, it's uh, whatever the saying is, you know. And then on the flip side, count I mean, you, count you we talk, cash before you checked it. We <laughs> talked about this, the Hawthorne era. <laughs> Obviously, 2012, they were favourites against the Swans, got rolled, then they win 13, 14, 15. They could have so easily not won any of those flags. Port Adelaide had him on toast. I was at that game in 2014. Chad Wingard had about 48 possessions in the last quarter and had, the ball was camped in Hawthorne's defensive 50. Mm. They win by less than a kick. Um, who ran in from goal, uh, hit the post for the Cats. Um, it was former Collingwood player, former Geelong player, in particular Travis Varco, shaves the post, mm. screaming in towards goal. And then the game against Collingwood, they fell over the line as well. So there's a lot of luck involved as well, Jack, isn't there? Like, it would... Yeah, Flush. That's the, that's the thing is you need, like through a final series and through an OPL series, you need Injuries. a lot of luck. Yep, you need a, you need a lot of luck. And come grand finals, I mean, we've seen so many fantastic grand finals. I mean, think of Nick Davis uh, oh. up there. 
at the SCG, just what he, he did in that last quarter, kicking four goals to, to get the Swans over the line. The, 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 it really is the difference between having the shot at glory and not having the shot at glory. And it can be the, the most minuscule of margins. And you've only got to look to, to I mean, recent history to know that sides uh, can win uh, that, that are probably not favoured. So uh, it's going to be, uh, I hope it's an excellent weekend for you. And I hope we've got two cracking games. How do the games themselves compare to grand finals when you're out there? Is it similar sort of thing? Is it? Is that the? Yeah, no. I, I think um, I think it's more heightened, to be honest. Like just is for it? the fact that you're so close to to getting there, and 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 there's an achievement in obviously playing in prelim finals and making finals and getting to a grand final, but you just want to give yourself the the opportunity. That that and that's all it is as a player. You you dream of that last Saturday in September and. You've got to be so careful that you don't trip before you actually get there. Yes. And the prelim week, um, and I think everyone speaks of this that's involved in football, they, they absolutely love it. And it build up, because there's a couple of games, there's actually a bit more to talk about. Because once you get into grand final week, you're there and, and everything happens. And I'm looking forward to going through that next week on next week's show. But it is it is an amazing emotion. And... and that's you, you well I've played in in a loss and and it just felt like the season was a waste <laughs> and I know I've just sort of contradicted myself there where you said it's still been successful but in that moment post the no. siren especially when you've had a dominant year you go oh what a waste and you start again so there's that bit of a bit of um that realization that it's back to back to to square one for for the next year and that you haven't been able to achieve what you've been dreaming for that year do you use how big uh, a week grand final week is as a motivation? Do you do you tell each other, well, we don't want to get to Friday and be the ones watching the parade. We want to be in the parade. Or is that is that too cheeky? No, I think you're probably looking too far ahead there. Like, and, and AJ, honestly, you, you 100% there is a, in the back of your mind, even in the front of your mind, there's that thought process. But you want to steer away from that Fundamentally, it's about for what we did. We spoke about enjoying the game. So obviously, 95,000 in 2017, first time you've ever been to a prelim. And we broke a few hoodoos sort of through that final series. We actually won our first final for a long time in, in, the, uh, in the qualifying final against the Cats and then, and then played pretty well against the, the Giants as well. Um, and I can remember off the back of that game, we still had the sort of Trent Koch and Dylan Shield bump sort of um, hanging over our heads for a few days post that. But it's just... Just that you've just got to stay in that moment, and you've got to embrace it and enjoy it because you never know when you're going to get back. Like you win the premiership in season 2020, as we did, and and you sometimes go, oh well, can't wait for season 2020 or 21 to roll around. And look, since then we, we've been able to get back to the finals once, but we still haven't been able to get back to that that prelim final, which is so important to to making the journey well worth it. Just before we go to Anna Pav with the news very shortly, just tell me this. What about the two teams, Geelong and the Swans? They've had the week off. Mm. Um, a lot of conjecture about that. Yep. Um, how did you sum that up, being in that situation a couple of times? Yeah, no, look, I, I think uh, like high-performance coaches are so strong with this that they, they it is a bit of a risk, but they do sort of have a bit of a scratchy. So they'll have sort of three quarters, maybe a, maybe a half to, to three quarters of, of strong hit out. I mean, 44 players on the list. I think the... I think the Swans still might be involved in the finals at the um, a VFL level as well. If not, they've just been no, bundled done. out. Uh, so they, uh, like they they would still have their guys raring to go. And there'd still be 
the hope from the sort of 23rd, 24th, 25th player of getting a spot into the team. I mean, unfortunate that we see Josh Kennedy go down for the Swans this week. But yikes! Um, you ha- you have to have a, a good hit out because you come in a bit, you come in ready to go there. If you sort of just just train for two weeks. I reckon you lose a bit of the shine off off your coat. So I, I think uh, I think certainly for us and what we did, we always had a really really strong hit out the week before the game. Now, finals footy. The first game we're going to talk about is the Cats versus Brisbane. Now, Jack, we know that Geelong have had a long, long decade. They've been in this position several times. Let's just go through their unchanged. So college has his past fit, by the way, because there was the conversation, would they bring in Mark O'Connor, maybe to run with Lockie Neal? Um, that could change, of course. But this stage, that's what's happening there. Brisbane, two predictable wins. Danaher in, back from his birth of his child. Um, congratulations to him and his wife. McInerney's is back in from concussion. Fullerton and Darcy Ford is a bit stiff, I reckon. I thought he was good last week. He misses out. So back to the first question, Jack, the Cats. Yeah, no, in- interesting. I-, I thought O'Connor might have come in. He's obviously played on Lockie Neal before and been really strong with uh, with uh, with the role that he did. They don't really have – like maybe uh, Atkins could run with Neal because we saw what, Lockie Neal's been unbelievable in the first two finals. He's phenomenal, phenomenal in that second half last week to, to help get the Lions over the, over the, uh, over the line against – the Melbourne Demons. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I think... Uh, pressure on the Cats? Oh, big, big pressure, big pressure. Eight, big eight, pressure, pre- Eight prelims in the last 12 years. Joel Selwood's playing his 39th final. He's nearly played two seasons of finals football, equaling the great Michael Tuck there. And if they win, he goes on to play number 40 and, and breaks the record. But, uh, look, I think... Um, my view on the Geelong Football Club at the moment is they are just absolutely primed. You look at the season they've had, and probably there's been only one blip, and that was ha- uh, Jeremy, Cal's, uh, Jeremy Cameron's hamstring, sorry, uh, late in the year there, where it was sort of that last round. It was uh, he popped up with a with a little niggle. That um, no, I think uh, I think they are absolutely primed, and, and they've been pretty open with the fact they're going well too. Yes. Scott's come out and said we could not be better placed, and the plan that he put in place at the start of the year. Has come to fruition so far. I'd like to give a bit of a shout. I think Sean Griggs had a fair bit to do with that down there at the Cattery, my old mate, the Premiership Ruck from 2017. Sean Griggs, one of the greats, one of the great football brains going around. I keep nagging him about coming back to the Tigers, but I think he's, I think he's entrenched down there at the Cattery, and he'll play a big part off the field for for Geelong. But they, they do look really strong. I'm really interested in what sort of confidence that Brisbane are going to take out of the last couple of weeks. What do they do? Do they try and replicate what they did against? The Demons last week um, with their defensive setup. Do the Lions have a matchup for Jeremy Cameron? And you mentioned about Lockie Neal. I mean, that's the big one. He's just got off the chain the last two weeks. Um, what's just take us in the mind of Chris Fagan, maybe our fellow Tasmanian? Yeah. I mean, he great storyteller, Chris Fagan. He would just be rolling to the pre-match speech this week. We're yep. thinking this is magnificent. We've got Geelong exactly where we want them. They're mm. in the they're in the highlights. They've been um. Beatable. Everyone said they're almost well. They were clear favourites for the finals to win, weren't they? Everyone said Cats are the best team. Yeah, no, they did. Certainly, they did. Uh, I think. What does Fagan do? Fagan, he's a great storyteller. So he will be building the momentum, and even some of the stuff we heard off the back of last week's win. Just he is stealing them up for for an amazing performance and a big performance Oof. as well. But they have to bring the pressure. That's where they beat Melbourne in that second half last week. Arguably. AJ, very lucky to be not sort of five, six, 
seven goals maybe down at, at, at quarter time or even halfway through that second quarter where they, they missed right. a few. But I, I want to pose the question to, to you two. This was, this was posed to me last night by uh, my cousin Nick Revolt. Heard of him? Yep. Joe Danaher. He, he, he said to me that there was conversations during or there would have been conversations about whether or not they bring him back in after last week and missing because they looked Eric Hipwood looked, an, looked a different player without Joe Danaher there Good it, point. Is, it a, is it a fait complete that you, Joe Danaher was back into the side well in the first half last week the narrative was gee they're missing Joe Danaher they don't look like they've got many avenues That's to go right. and then like you said he's, in, he's an enigma Eric Hipwood he looks like he should be playing the loner older brother on some sort of American uh, teen show, you know. And then he, he doesn't look like a footballer. We've to me. been waiting for Hipwood, haven't we? I mean, he had the ACL, which put him back. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's two seasons almost in his case. But we've been, it's there. Um, he's a string bean. You know what he is? He's sneaky tough, I reckon, too, which doesn't get talked about much. And that was his, that was his signature game. That is a great point. And then I'll ask you on the back of that as well, like with. Okay, it's so a big McInerney yeah, goes yeah. out. Fort comes in. McStay did an awesome job against your mob, as you said. Mm. You said you'd nearly go with him again. Yep. I like what Fort did last week. Yep. I mean, this is this forward line shake-up is, was different without Danaher last week? It was, but doesn't the week before against your mob, Jack, show that when they are all playing with Humming. a bit of verve, yes. you've got a lot of things to think about. I mean, you let Danaher kick that goal late. Oh, that's, you know, um, a bit of bad luck, but... You've got to worry about Hipwood, worry about Danaher, worry about McStay. I think um, I don't think it hurts. I think he's, um, you know, prelim finals. We just watched the replay of Nick Davis. Yes, um, it can be won with a five-minute burst. It was a semi-final, one, by the way. You two player. forget that. That's that was true. Actually... Sorry, it was a semi-final. That's right. Um, everyone assumed. Well, everyone always thinks it was the prelim. We got it by the way, didn't it? Um, no, I Pretty think, much. yeah, look, look. I, I was in the camp of definitely playing Joe Danaher. I, I think Darcy Ford I think is stiff. It's stiff. Very stiff. Big, ti- big, big time stiff for mine. Yeah, he was excellent but, last week against Max Gorn. I know Gorn probably has a little bit of a niggle that we haven't found out about, but certainly he was fantastic. Just, just off the text here quickly, 0437 552535. Jack, I'm listening from Victoria on the SEN app. Which team did you grow up following, Jason, from the rule of art? <laughs> I was a Swan supporter. <laughs> Still a little sneaky little affinity no there too. Chance. Don't worry about no that, um, Jason. Jason, thank you much for your text, mate. 96 and 99, still cut deep. I was 7 and 10 years old. Balled my eyes out. I was with you there, brother. I remember my old man rocking me in the arms after the locket kicked the point. Go Dons, Andrew from Cambridge. I was a very, very, very sad person myself, Andrew. And how Cotchen got off that charge in 2017 is beyond me. Susie from Lindisfarne can't let that go from five years ago. Flash man, we'll f- finish it up. Bad, bad luck, Susie. Um, give me, give uh, us a tip. Far. Give us a tip, boys. Give us a tip. Okay. What are we thinking? I, you know, I've nearly been talked into Fitzroy here. Um, I nearly, oh, no. nearly, Fitzroy, shut nearly up. have. It's cats by six points. Cats by six. AJ? I think the cats are amazing at um, picking the guys that are in form, like, mm. they're ruthless. You know, some of the names that I would have thought were going to be part of Geelong for a long time, you know, Menangola, Radigalia, those guys, they've just, they've just gone, no, we're going to play the guys that are in form and yes. I think that'll hold them in good stead tonight. Looking at this this team sheet, they've got too many uh, too many prime movers. Cats by 31. Yeah, now I've got the Cats by a little margin, I think. Uh, unless mm. the Lions can bring the pressure from the second half, I reckon they'll, uh, they'll certainly do a number. 
We're going to look at the preliminary final number two, and it is at the glorious SCG at 4.45 on Saturday afternoon. It's the Mighty Swans versus Collingwood. You know I said Fitzroy before, Jack? Can I just question with that notice here? Yep. Um, Fitz, someone said to me the other day, he said, what if Fitzroy played South Melbourne in the grand final this week? And, and he said, would you bring out the old kits from two of the original custodians Heritage of the round. BFL? Heritage round. Which, and I thought, gee, that's a good idea. Do you know? Do you know who the original eight teams were, Alex? In the in the um, VFL, by the way, obviously yeah. Fitzroy and South Melbourne were two. I of see. Them. Uh, Essendon, they were the same olds. Yes, uh, yes. University. No, no, they came in a little later and didn't did. last very long. They did. Um, Melbourne, obviously. Yes. Uh, Collingwood. Yes. Carlton. Yes. Uh, part of me says Richmond came in no. later. No, later. 85, I say. 1885. So, I thought they didn't join no, the league until 1908 or something. Yeah, I think it, um, <laughs> he's just guessing again. He wouldn't have a clue. Uh, um, St Kilda? Yes. Have I got one more to go? One more to go. You've done really well. And um, Hawthorne. Uh, who am I forgetting? No, oh, Hawthorne didn't come in until 1925. They came in away. with uh, North Melbourne and <laughs> Footscray foot later. <laughs> the Giants. It was, that, um, it was actually Geelong. Geelong, um, of course. Right. Yeah, you did really well then. Oh, we got um, that. Right, yeah, it's keep not going to be on. South Melbourne versus Collingwood. It's going to be Sydney versus Collingwood, but very much a lot of South Melbourne fans that have that have gone on this journey this year. Sydney are unchanged. Jolly Friend, of course, rolled his ankle. Looked like a pretty standard ankle when he did that a couple yeah, of weeks that's, ago. That's, that's one of the positives of having a week off. Yes, he's past fit, so he gives them a lot of run and carry and dash off that half-back line. Josh Kennedy, of course, uh, did his hammy again. He was ramping it up as best as he can, the the old warrior. There's a little bit part of me that um, was very sad to see that happen. I still held hope that maybe they could get him up for a sub, but he would have tried his guts out. What a champion he's going to be. He has been for the Swans over the last 11 or 12 years. He won't be there, sadly. For Collingwood, they're unchanged. So one of Kruger, Carmichael, Henry or Callum Brown will be the sub. Jack, start with you. You've seen both of these times. Well, a semi-recent time when mm. you had the Swans a couple of six or eight weeks ago now. Yeah, I think we sort of uh, played them pretty close. I reckon we played uh, Collingwood around. The, well, we, we were the last team to beat them before they went on the hot streak of winning all those games, close games. And we were rolling the Swans for a fair bit there, but they rolled us just before the bye, it was actually, um, the Sydney game up there. Uh, look, uh, the, the last time these, these two sides played in round 22, so they've had a fairly good look at each other yes. in, in the most recent history. And, and of course, Collingwood were on that amazing running, uh, that amazing winning streak, sorry, and it sort of came to a head uh, against the Sydney Swans. And it was off the back of it. And Craig McRae was speaking in a lot of those post games where they were having those close wins is that they were getting smacked in contested ball and clearance. And he, and he said, it's unsustainable. And it was just rolling along, rolling along. They were still having those close wins and losing contested ball and clearance. And then we got absolutely smacked, smacked by the Swans up there as well. So I, 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 I fear that for... For Collingwood is that the SCG might be just too small for the brand of football they like to play. They love that width at the uh, at the MCG and they love the length just to make the ground as big as possible. And last week Fremantle just could not defend them. And and even from the point of view of Fremantle, they were getting so far up the ground as forwards. Darcy Moore, Jeremy Howe just sat behind the ball and just it was just easy pickings and we were able to intercept and and uh, and stop Fremantle from from scoring. Uh, basically, at will really. So I look at the way they match up, and I think Sydney are probably going to be the strongest side going in flush. You'd be you'd be fairly confident, I would have thought. Well, 
as confident as you can be. I mean, I, I AJ watched the Swans Collingwood game like all of us, and it was only four goals in the end. But it, it just to me, it felt like a fifty-point game. They, it felt yeah, like they had them at arm's length, didn't it they? It felt like they smacked him. Yep. Um, look, this is this is a different conversation. We know Collingwood travel extremely well, don't they? They really are. They, they are re- those games at ANZ? You know, I thought about that at the start of the week. Collingwood have got a great record against Sydney. And they, had that, they had that really good record, but I'm pretty sure most yeah, of those games were at ANZ Stadium, were they? Yeah, they were. Centers, centers packing uh, there once. They've had a maybe a couple of times up to ANZ. Certainly once. I'm tired of kick 130 on the boundary, right? And oh my gosh, he used to do that. <laughs> no, Alan Didac there this week. Um, I will res- refrain from my tip at this stage. Um, give me a little breakdown from your perspective, Alex. Well, I'll play devil's advocate. Maybe that um, touch-up they got against Sydney was the loss Collingwood needed. Maybe, sure. I mean, I haven't um, checked the stats, but they've been pretty competitive <laughs> ever since then. Um, Amazing. So... Yeah, including um, in the first week of the finals against Geelong. I mean, we talked. We just talked about how good Geelong were, but Collingwood, if they had capitalised in those two periods where they dominated that game, well, they would have had the week off. So I think there's a lot of belief in this Collingwood team, um, and I think we could see a little fairy tale on... Mm. Um, Saturday, I Ooh. think uh, I'm going to tip the pies by two points. Wow, well, sell out, you Flash. Double, you want to double your stake? Bet yeah, no, well, I've already lost. So where are we going first? We're going Bull, to... Bull Baker's already got one stake yeah, out of me, yeah. so <laughs> why not go two, yeah. A full house up there at the SCG, Flash, man. It will be absolutely rocking, but the the, the pressure is going to be unbelievable. Both these Ooh. sides are frenetic, frenetic are, around the ball, and, and I think probably Sydney's last... Half against Melbourne was nearly the best pressure football we've seen all year. It was phenomenal. And our boy Robbie Fox, of course, from the Bernie Dockers, he yes. put in that amazing effort on the goal line that just probably symbolised what the Swans are about. You've been a bit bullish on the Swans early on. And then I reckon you sort of sat back a little bit and said, maybe we're one to two years yep. away from having a crack. But they Never are. two, but maybe one, yes. They are the genuine real deal. So we've got a couple of the Tassie boys running out there. Of course, Jeremy Howe and Brody Mychek will also be playing for the Tas- oh, well, Tasmanian. Dodgers Ferry, Bernie. Yeah, Dodgers Ferry and yeah, Bernie. Two from West Park and two one from West Park. Playing, playing out there in the SCG. Oh, look, I've got the Swans flash. You'll be glad to hear that. Um, I, I just think that they're probably playing a little bit better, and I reckon I just reckon the ground suits them better. Yeah, the ground really suits Margin, them. Margin, please. Three points. Ooh, okay, Alex. Oh, no, I've, I'm sticking with the pies. Two yep. points. Yes. Yeah, I think... Double um, tip. It's not going to change yeah, it in 30 uh, seconds. No, no, I haven't. Uh, nothing's happened in the last 30 seconds to dissuade me. Um, I really liked... Uh, Ginevan's game last week. Ginny. He's, he's awesome. got I some spunk, doesn't he? I love he? him. I love him. Yeah. And he looks in that ill-fitting jumper. I think it works. It all all these things sound terrific, and and I do think uh, Collingwood not without a chance, of course. You've analysed uh, this within an injury's life, Flash Man. Come on, Sydney by thirty-three points. Whoa! Really? Well, yeah. It's all confident. Right. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Jack, Jack, Flash, it's a gas, gas, gas. 
Great to have your company wherever you're listening around Tasmania or on the SEN app. David Lithgow, Jack Revolt with us for a couple of minutes before he ducks off to Uluru. Uluru. I believe Alex Johnson with us as well. Now, guys, Brownlow Medal, yep. uh, Sunday night. Sunday. Um, which, which is cool. I need uh, a winner and a smoky, Alex, from you first, please. The Brownlow doesn't hold the same luster for me as I it used to. It. It's just two midfielder. Yes. Focused, and I'm not just saying that because there's a there's an explosive forward at the other end of the Zoom call. But um, well, I thought you were going to say you, you said was yeah. an explosive forward. Oh yeah, mm. four goals against Mindetta Primary in '96. Yeah, didn't get <laughs> didn't come on. They weren't allowed to tackle me because of the haemophilia. It was um, amazing. I just was like a shepherded through. Anyway, um, don't let me forget to tell you my terrible joke before you go, Jack. But I'm going to pick Clayton Oliver. Uh, I think yes. he's. Um, he had another fantastic year. So is Neil, obviously. But I think um, McCluggage might steal a few votes away from uh, Neil. He had a, he's had a pretty good season as well. So uh, I'm going to go Clayton Oliver. I think um, they won enough games, and um, he's a beautiful player. Uh, Brayshaw, for me, I think for the I think he's not going to have people that are going to take the votes off him. Nearly a double-figure price. Mm, I like nice. him. And I, th- and I think, you know, Callum Mills is not par well. He's 70-1. to one. He probably can't win it. People have just worked out what a super player Callum Mills is, Jack. Well, before uh, I'll give my tips, and then I want to hear this joke, AJ, before I've got to shoot off. Uh, I think Brayshaw will win it as well, Flashman, wow. in the same sort of thing as you. Week, I man. think uh, playing over there in uh, at Fremantle, it's very. I think you'll get a lot of votes so uh, on the home games. I've got Shay Bolton as a Smokey. Okay, one hundred and fifty-one to one. Shea Bolton. Yeah, I sent out a text earlier in the year and said Shea Bolton could win the Brownlow. But he's the sort of player that I get frustrated that he might not win a Brownlow in his career. But if he wins four or five games off his own boot, then my smoker would be Connor Rosie. Yes. Um, not going to win, but geez, he's a beautiful player. All right, now, my jo- joke, Jack. Give me your joke. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And then we'll hit to the well, news. Well, I know. Is, is it too soon to talk about what happened against Not Brisbane? far away. Okay. Come on. How can it be that you guys have not one but two players named Noah and you were still brought undone by the Ark. (laughs) (laughs) Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome, folks, to the second hour of Jack and Flash. Thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts, and Amy, the doers of insurance. We're live here at the the loft here at Harrison Agents, and you can catch us on 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN Track Northern Tasmania, and the SEN app. The bear from Moona says, that was brilliant by AJ. You've got a fan there off the temper text. Uh, AJ, that was pretty funny, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noah and Noah and, and the Ark, they were stiff, the Tigers, let's be frank. Yeah, unbelievable. Coming up, we've got the TCL Grand Final coming up this weekend. Uh, Jackson 
Thurlow, the Launceston star who I've known for a long time, former Geelong and former Swan, is on the line. Good morning, Jacko. How are you going there, mate? G'day, Flash. Going well, mate. I, uh, I, I just missed the last uh, little bit of your of your thing, but I'm a I'm a regular on um, on Jack and Flash or Flash and Jack or Jack and Flash. Wow, that's a great question. Obviously, mate. I'm, obviously I'm not that much of a regular, but really, <laughs> um, that'll be negotiated uh, in the off season. Yeah, hey, um, but uh, thanks for having me, guys. How's it going, mate? Uh, grand final week for you, of course. Uh, as a 17 year old, I remember it extremely well. You had uh, had a victory over the mighty Bernie Dockers. Back in 2011, so you're already a Launceston Premiership player. Here we are, a decade later, mate, and you're, uh, you've gone the full circle with footy. Is, is it as exciting as ever this week? Yeah, it is, mate. It's funny. A lot of people have said, "Oh, it's just like any other game," but um, it, it's definitely not. Um, like you said, I was 17 back then, and I was um, had the peroxide blonde hair and as Ooh, nervous and skinny as ever. Um, and now I'm kilos. a, a tw- yeah, now I'm a 28-year-old receding hairline, and I'm still nervous as ever. So um, it, it is—it's—it's it's something that you train for um, all year. Uh, I haven't play, actually played many finals um, the last sort of four or five years, so um, I'm really excited to uh, to get back out onto to Utah, uh, Utahs and what should be a, a pretty fiery game. Jackson, we were going to have you on a couple of weeks ago, I think, and your hands were full with uh, domestic duties. Um, now you are a bit yeah. older and. Um, you have other um, priorities in your life and perspective. Do you realise how lucky you are in a, in a, to play in a grand final and get to enjoy grand final week? Does it sort of mean a bit more these days? Yeah, definitely, especially um, back uh, well, 10 years ago, um, being a bit younger, it's, you sort of did take it for granted. I was playing with some um, with some superstars in um, of TSL footy back then and, and um, I, to be honest, you play in a grand final in... When you're 17, I thought, you beauty, we're going to be playing in grand finals until I retire. And um, since then, I've only ever played in one. So um, definitely not taking this week for granted. And, um, yeah, looking forward to looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, tell us a bit about your coach's makeup uh, in terms of... We're talking about Mitch Thorpe, of course. Um, what, what, does, what does he bring for the, to the table in terms of... Obviously, he was a high draft pick. Uh, he's been a coach now in this system for several years. Um, how's his mantra, and, and how does he conduct himself in a week like this? Well, he's been really good. He's he's um, he's probably the most nervous out of anyone. You spoke about it last night. Um, I don't think it's any secret that we we're going in as favourites, but um, we're trying to treat it like we are the underdogs. Um, that's an uncomfortable position for for Mitch. Um, he, he's a really level-headed and um, knowledgeable coach, so um, he wants to try and prepare us um, best he can. Um, so having, I guess, keeping us on edge a little bit and um, and just focusing on that two hours tomorrow that um, we throw absolutely everything at Kimbra. Um, he's kept us really calm. The, the program the last two weeks has been really good. We had a couple of big sessions uh, last week and then Monday night to to sort of emulate a game and. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursday, we'll sort of just fine-tune and get ourselves ready. And uh, we had a, a, a big players tea last night. The, the um, volunteers down at the footy club do a great job. We cooked a um, big palmy up for, for all the players, all the, the 18s and D-League guys that are in the finals as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a good week so far, and he's, he's kept everyone really calm but um, knows that there is a, a big task at hand. 
You need quite the imagination to pretend that you're the underdogs this week. It's like oh. me, me trying to imagine that I'm an extra small, I think. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you obviously, you know, um, gave them a touch-up last time you met. What from that really pleased you? Uh, you? Were you switched on right from the outset? And how do you repeat that to make sure that you are the one celebrating uh, on Saturday night? Yeah, they're, they're Kimbra, um, I think it's no secret of the competition i think they're number one in contested footy number one in clearance and um number one in potentially i think it's hit outs to advantage or something so it's no no secret that they're dominant in the middle of the ground i think our ability last uh, last time we played them was to probably even uh even up that if not win um it gave us forwards a really good opportunity and um we've got a, a not a really tall back line but um we've got some really good young kids um, alec Wright, jacob boyd um, Jack Tudhill that are that are super probably not key defenders but they can, they can play tall and then they they get the opposition on on their dash on half back so um, we took some real positives out of our our centre bounce and our clearance work um, last time we played them and now it's just about I no doubt that they're going to try and, and throw some different stuff at us and we just have to be um, have to be ready for what that is and, and hopefully nullified early enough. How have you found the standard of the TCL this year, Jacko? Mate, it's been good. Um, this, this, uh, it's obviously a different age demographic. I think the way that the Tassie footy's sort of gone, you, you get your back when back in you know 2008, 2009, you'd have your your 25 to 30 year olds running around in the reserves, and now it's more like your 17 to 20 year olds in the, in the D League. So um, definitely the demographic of age has changed, but um, we've got some some really exciting um, kids down here. This north have got a, a number of are kids that are probably 20 years and under that are, that are going to be stars. Um, Launceston, we've got some real real good young kids that um, are, are having good impacts on in the NAB League and same in Hobart. Um, I think there's a, a young kid for Kingborough that got concussed last week that, that's apparently going to be a bloody good player and um, unfortunately misses with concussion this week. But um, it's, definitely, it's definitely changed, I think, over the period of time that I was away. But um, I think the standard's still really good. It's just a, a different age, I guess, um, instead of as many... 28, 30-year-olds, there's, there's a lot more younger kids, but um, it's exciting if, if they all stay around them T-cell clubs and, um, until they do get older. Jackson, um, obviously good luck uh, for your, your game, but a couple of your old uh, mobs are in uh, pretty important games this weekend. Do you, do you still have a soft spot and, and do you have a favourite uh, child out of uh, the Cats and the Swans? Mate, yeah, I've uh, I've had a few phone calls. Uh, I, I got them out of the way early because I would imagine uh, they would have been getting bombarded the last couple of days. But um, I, I do hope. I think I do hope the Cats win it. I've got some really good mates still there, and um, just because they've been sort of around the mark and um, they've they've been close the last few years, they've they've probably not strung the last couple of games uh, the together but uh, at the same time I've got some great mates at the Swans as well so I'd love it to be a Swans-Cats grand final um, but at the same time I'd, which I'm glass half full, I love watching the Pies at the moment, they're, they're playing an exciting brand fast footy so I reckon we're in for a treat um, regardless, um, I hope I hope the Lions can push them tonight but I think the Cats will get it done and then uh, I reckon it's a flip of the coin for the Swans, for, for Flash's boys and, uh, and the Pies Who'd you barrack for growing up, Jackson? He's a Collingwood man. Mate, oh, I was a Saints pies, man. Oh. Um, I thought you were Collingwood man. No, I was a Saints man. I, um, uh, my, my dad, Phil, um, we're on the way back from 
soccer, a soccer game and he convinced me um, with five packets of footy cards to go for the Saints. So ever since then, I think I was about seven or eight, I was on board and then um, obviously mine changed um, when I was drafted. You soon forget um, forget who you went for when you were younger. I want to know, uh, with a little bit of honesty here, Jackson, now yeah. you came across to the Swans in 2019-2020 right through covid List sizes changed. Um, I think you were dead stiff not to stay on the Swans list. Um, what do you think? Um, mate, it's no, hard. Well, don't, it, no, don't. I don't need any. Hard. It, I, it is. It's hard because I, I played the last. I played the last nine seven or eight, I reckon. Year and yeah, actually played some, played some some good games. Um, you did. So it was probably always a chance, and and whether um, whether or not, well, I think the list changed. Like the list size changed by by one or two. That was the the excuse that I well, not the excuse. That was the reason I got. Um, just I've been squeezed with list sizes, but um, like anyone's anyone that's been given the given the the arse is going to say, oh, you, you try and compare yourself to other players. Whether I was stiff or not, mate, everything happens for a reason. I I don't. Um, I'm not bitter about um, getting moved on or anything. I had, a, I had an unbelievable experience at the Swans and the Cats and um, probably the best eight years of mine and my partner's lives we had um, in the footy system. So um, I don't think... I, I've not really, to be honest, looked back and thought, um, oh, I'm stiff, poor me. But um, at the same time, it was a, it was a bloody good time up at, uh, up at the Swans. And um, we did a bit of jet setting around that COVID year, but um, it was good. You did play some good footy, uh, no doubt about that, and you were a bit stiff. Robbie Fox got delisted too. People forget about this at the same time as you did, and then Robbie Fox got re-rookied, and we know the story with the young man from Burnie. Uh, Jackson, one thing I've always did think, you can kick a goal, and I think I would have loved you to have a little bit more half-forward time. You must be enjoying the fact you've been in the front half a bit this year. Mate, it's been great. I, I, I... Mitch and I had a conversation in, oh, it would have been Jan that this year, and it was probably more to play sort of as a third or fourth on baller and half, sort of half forward flank, that kind of rotation. And I've ended up um, planting myself in the goal square, which is, mate, it's been fun. I've not really played too much deep forward, but but really enjoying it. Um, we've got um, a pretty a pretty potent forward line of um, Jake Hines, who won the goal kicking, um, Dill Riley, who won the goal kicking the last few years, and then. Um, we've got guys like Mike Music and Brennan Taylor and, and Zach Morris who can all hit the scoreboard. So, mate, it's been it's been really enjoyable. Um, it obviously helps when we get um, get the ball in there a fair bit um, with our mids. So, um, but yeah, no, I have have really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for joining us, Jacko. We wish you all the very best for this weekend, mate. I've thoroughly enjoyed your season and look. 28 years of age, mate. I know you said your hair's receding. Plenty of football left in uh, your young legs, I assume. Yeah, mate, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys, and um, hopefully uh, hopefully the Blues can get it done in all three games tomorrow. Well done, Jacko. Jackson Thurlow joining us from the Launceston Football Club, former Swan, former Cat, 64 or 5 games in the AFL system, and AJ was a bit stiff. He, he played that like, back-end season of 2020, got squeezed out. But he gets uh, gets some retribution when he's back at his club. Launceston playing for another flag. Anyone that gets to play one game at the highest level I'm in awe of. Uh, God, I would have loved to have a oh, football career. Jesus. So, um, And he gets to play in a grand final with his mates this weekend. So um, what a great career. And maybe when he's 32, we'll get him for a game in the pocket for the Tasmanian 
Tumbleweeds down there at Macquarie Point. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. This is Jack and Flash. Thanks to Harrison Agents selling your home. Contact Harrison Agents today. And for Amy, the doers of insurance. Great to have your company, David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you. Winding through to 9am this morning. Now, OJ, the Canes have announced the signing of, well, I'm going to go with star first-class cricketer, 2020 player, and Chris Tremaine for the upcoming BBL season. And we've got Chris on the line. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, thank you for being with us, mate. Great to have you company. I've never spoken to you before, but I've certainly um, admired your career greatly. Uh, incredible stint with Victoria for a number of years, back at home, back in your home state, New South Wales, these days. Uh, how did you end up getting a gig down here in Hobart? How did that transpire, Chris? Um, well, I'd, I'd been back with the Thunder for uh, for three years or so, and... and uh, sort of jumped back there for a bit of opportunity. Then um, things sort of changed, coaching staff changed, a little little bit of this and that, and, and ended up sort of sitting on the pine for two years, which um, I guess through uh, uh, no real fault of my own, there was just a lot of really good players there in front of me. And so um, it sort of backfired on me a little bit and um, sort of left myself in a little bit of limbo at the at the wrong stage of my career. Sort of at my stage, you want to be playing as much as you can because... Um, you know, people see your uh, your passport photo getting above thirty or thirty one, and they start to uh, start to doubt whether you can do it anymore. So, um, uh, I, I sort of discussed where I might want to play uh, my cricket. There was a lot of talk around the um, the draft and and how they want uh, you know see where they get in the draft and see where they go from there. And um, I was fortunate that that punter had called me um, and said, "No, we want to we want to lock you up before the draft and get our local talent in order before we go into that." So. Um, that was a really nice phone call to get, and, and on above everything, that they wanted me straight off the bat rather than sort of sitting around and waiting. So um, yeah, signed on the dotted line, and we'll be jumping on the plane. Chris, Alex Johnston here. Nice to talk to you. Um, you mentioned uh, Ricky Ponning. I mean, how much of a factor is he? Because I imagine um, as a cricketer, you want to be around the best people, and uh, there's few better than uh, the former Test skipper. Well, yeah, and, and not only uh, obviously has his credibility through uh, through his playing days, uh, but a, as a coach, uh, a pundit, a commentator, everything like that, after his after his playing career, he's, he's certainly built a reputation around someone who, well, obviously knew the game really well anyway. But uh, has transitioned into what he's done with uh, I think Mumbai and, and a few things over in the IPL there. Um, obviously, a really really um, good coach, really good thinker, and, and um, probably works quite well with his players. So having him. Uh, sort of leading that that um, charge, uh, recruiting players certainly helps. Um, I think it's a pretty good tactic from uh, the Hurricanes because if you're a, a 20 year old kid and you're not sure where you want to go, and Ricky Ponting calls, you're probably not going to say no to him, are you? So, cool. No, it's a very good point. Yeah. And I think through my stomach, um, did you also think, oh, Hobart at Christmas time, end of the yacht race, taste festival? Yeah, that'll be okay too. Uh, that's yeah. There's there is lots of things dragging me down to Hobart. I got a, one of the first texts I got was from uh, young Keegan Oates, who played for the Tigers for a few years. He's offered to take me fishing, and then the next one I got was to go to Barn Boogle. So there's plenty of things dragging me down to the Apple Isle. So 
um, yeah, there's there's been um, you know outside of the cricket and and what we could offer down there. There's so much stuff to do down there, and, and uh, yeah, I'm actually looking looking forward to it because it is a great time of year to be down there. Well, you can fish on your own, but I'll um, join you in the car to Barn Boogle Flash. Uh, who about, tell us about this list that the Canes have developed. It's been a, a frustrating couple of years. Uh, two years ago, of course, they were probably the best side in it for most of the year and faltered uh, at the back end. Um, tell me about a player in particular that you're looking forward to playing with, Chris. Um, well... Uh, the Hurricanes have just been perpetual contenders for a long time, haven't yes, they? And, they have. and the, the volatile nature of T20 cricket means that you can be arguably one of the best sides in the competition and, and get bundled out by a, a one or two players in the semis um, at the back end. And and you can see a few years ago when they did win it, they had those players that, that bundled people out. So um, uh, one player, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to linking back up with Matthew Wade. Um, I've said it for a long time that uh, regardless of format, Matthew Wade's a player I'd have in every team. Um, whether he takes the gloves or he, or he bats at six or he opens or wherever, I'd, um, I'd have him in every team that I play in um, for, his, for his very um, uh, abrasive nature, competitiveness, um, and the fact that he's, he's arguably one of the, still one of the best batsmen in the country. Um, uh, there's a there's an opening spot in the white ball stuff coming up with with Finchie retiring. And, yeah, absolutely. And I, I said think this they're really not to not to look at him. Yeah, and that's that's been the thing with Wadey is his versatility. Um, you played in a couple of Shield final wins, I reckon, with Wadey. To one or two, um, you? Yeah, yeah. I, I played in one. Um, yes, and, and lo- uh, losing I think, one I think as it was well. One with Wadey, but. Uh, no, I, ne- I actually never lost one. Um, I've yes. never lost a final. I think that's why they got me down there. Gee, All we're going to do is get okay. the final. Well, this is good and, news. And my, my, yeah, my, my record should take care of itself. But no, Wadey said to me in that final that we played in together that he um, uh, his his main focus for that final was, was winning that final for blokes like me and Duck and, and those guys who hadn't won one yet. Um, and, and, you know, to recreate that feeling that he's had a few times. So... That stayed with me forever because, you know, this is a guy that's been hustling for years to get a shield and, and he was doing everything that he could possibly do to win a final for the handful of guys that had never won one before. What do you think the key is, Chris, for the BBL getting back to its very much its strongest version from several years ago? Have you got a, have you got a thought process on that? Um, well, BBL is a, a really good product um, and it's, it is, uh, it's, it's getting big. Uh, there's a lot of lot of games, a lot of time uh, involved in it. Um, a lot of people have been critical about the length of it. Um, I, I uh, I'm not entirely sure what you what you might feel as someone viewing from the outside, but um, the BBL's great fun. Uh, the thing that they probably didn't um, see coming was sort of these these leagues that keep popping up. Um, how do we get international talent uh, to one come to us, and then even the talent that we have to stay with us? Um, I, I, sadly, I think money talks. Um, where does that money come from? How do we yes. how do we entice people to stay with us the entire period? Um, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to to compressing the the season a little bit. And, um, you know, it's, it's a twenty over fixture. Maybe when we go to Melbourne, we can go back to back. We can go Renegades one night, Stars the next night, and compress this down from um, you know six to seven weeks to to maybe a few a uh, few less, but. Uh, I, I have no idea how this how the scheduling side of things works, and it's probably one of the hardest jobs in cricket Australia to do because this um, the schedule just changes all the time, and it, it seems so difficult to get everything in 
into the season that we've already got. So um, that would be maybe one suggestion is try and compress it. But at the moment, we've got a really good product and, and, we're, and we're doing our best to, to keep it that way. I think the Ricky Ponting factor will have uh, Tasmanian fans glued, and I we've seen. So. Um, I think so. We've seen the way the Jack Jumpers have um, uh, won over Hearts down here. I think the Hurricanes have a great chance this summer to take a leaf out of their book and get around the community and get involved, and you'll be a big part of that, Chris. So I'm pretty excited. Um, I think this could be the could be the summer, and it's all about Ricky. Just one last one from us here, Chris. What about Blunston Arena, mate? Do you uh, enjoy bowling there? It's it, it quite often. It's a it's a mixed bag, certainly in the four day formats format. It's been a bit of a seamer early, flattened out a bit late. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on how you go, Bill Reeve? And I'll pretty much that. I mean, it depends on what colour of the ball. Um, yes, red ball cricket. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic place to bowl, but also a really good cricket wicket because it does flatten out and you can chase <clears> the big scores at the end. Um, the white ball wicket, I think, is uh, one of the best, if not the best, sometimes in the country. Um, I've been down there. It's absolutely glassy. It's beautifully paced. Um, and it's a, it's a bat as heaven, which is not so good for me, but it's really good for, for the T20 product. So um, excited to be a part of it. It's, really, it's a really nice little uh, place to play. Um, they pack it out all the time, which is great. Um, you know, I think it will be, be fantastic to play a bit more um, white ball cricket down there. Chris Tremaine, the latest signing for the Hobart Hurricanes. We thank you so much for joining us, mate, and we wish you all the very best for the year coming up. Exciting to have you here. Absolutely. Chris, no just quickly, much for me. how many shots do I get at Barnboogle? Chris, what do you play off? Uh, we... oh, I've blown out. At the moment, I'm off eight. Um, oh, well, I'm so off eight I'll as well. You, what are you off? No, I'm the same. I've gone from three to eight, Perfect. so we're well, off the we're stick. That'll be very good. Yep. We'll give Flash uh, a yeah. shot a hole, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, it's a worry. Good on you, Chris. Yeah, Thanks for joining us, mate. Great to have you. Big Bash Nation, of course, will be coming up this year. We'll be covering all the Big Bash games. Alex Doolan, Xavier Doty, Brett Jeeves, all the big names involved. There he goes there. We're looking forward to bringing that on. The ICC Men's T20 World Cup is coming to Hobart. Get tickets at t20worldcup.com.au. Last week, AJ, we put out the word for who we can adopt, one of the teams that are playing here in Hobart, and we have decided on a team. Drum roll, please. And it is the mighty Scotland. Our Scottish heritage in uh, in this program has got us over the line. Um, That's the pet me up, I think, the people yes. of Scotland need after Ooh, obviously I the so. mourning of the Queen. She was yes. there, and obviously um, they've been um, in uh, in a dreary mood. But I think this news that we're going to adopt them <laughs> is going to is going to pet the country up. Do you know what? I'm actually of all the games we're going to call. I can't wait to commentate Scotland versus Ireland. Oh, absolutely magnificent. Magic. Listen, we've got two double passes to the double header: Ireland versus the West Indies, Scotland versus Zimbabwe, to give away before nine am. Very simple. Send us a text: oh four three seven double five two five three five. The first two people who can tell us who Scotland's captain is will win the tickets. Now, it's a relatively new captain. I'll give you a hint on that. It's all thanks to ICC T20 World Cup. It's coming to Hobart. Get tickets at t20worldcup.com. Text in who's the Scottish captain. That's all we need to know. First two texters, they win. Good luck. Simple as that, really. Fastest finger first. 
fastest finger first. Um, look, I, I said this to a bloke the other day. I said, man, I can't wait to commentate Scotland versus Ireland. He said, you're kidding, Flash. He said, what are you talking about? This is what World Cups are all about. Oh. You know? The, the plucky underdog. The plucky underdog. So, effectively, the Tasmanian format is going to be the, the four teams. There'll be a winner. Uh, there'll be two teams come out of it. They'll go into the main group, and then the main group will obviously be starting here as well. So, it's very exciting. We're going to see some great cricket and looking forward to it. And we've got a great history in Tasmania of embracing these teams that come and play World Cups here. Yes. Who could forget the Rugby World Cup? We are still friends with the Namibians and the, oh, Roma- and yes. the Romanians. Our to- pen pals are still <laughs> yeah, uh, corresponding, true. you know, 20 years later. So all those teams will have just a, a joy of a time in uh, Hobart. It's hot, real hot. That's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Smoking hot. Absolutely hot as a pistol, Alex Johnson. Hot or not, here for another Friday morning. Our winners have come through. Congratulations to Brenton in Acton Park and Richie from Moona. And who was the answer? Alex? Well, Richie from Moona would know because it's his namesake. Richie Barrington is the new captain of the Scottish side. Yeah. And I had a look at him, and uh, they ply their trade in purple. So no wonder we picked the Scots, because if you've got some Hurricanes paraphernalia, you can put that on and go go along and cheer on the Scots. And and for Brenton and Acton Park, well, that's just an Uber, quick Uber ride into (laughs) the ground for a few mid-strengths, and um, they're going to have the time of their lives. They are indeed. It's going to be a wonderful time, the T20 World Cup, coming up in Hobart next month. Okay, here we go. Hot or not time. I'm going to launch straight into you, Alex. This is something... I'm not pulling any punches this morning, Flash. I hate fence sitters. Well, good, because I don't want any, because this this is going to start off as a big question dear to your heart. Hot or not, Essendon returning to James Hurd as coach would be an ill-advised backward step. Not. Hurd is the answer to the question. I didn't see this coming. Please expand. I love a redemption story. James Hurd deserves to be a revered person in football, to end his time in football as an icon of the game. Obviously, what's happened has put a grey cloud over that. Well, this is the chance to right the wrongs. Hurd comes back, coalesce, the players coalesce around him, and in two years' time, we win the flag, and James Hurd suddenly completely rewrites history. I think, why not? Do you know what? Why not? It's interesting. Um, let's touch on this subject just for a brief minute or so. Um, I've certainly have absolutely been against the idea, but I've also thought time heals all wounds, and very much that man absolutely did his time. Is it the best step for Essen to go back down that path at this stage? What? How many years are we now after? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's a long time. You get a decent record as a coach as well. Uh, you've still got posters of James Hurd on your... Oh, if you want to fire up the Bombers, yeah. you know, put on five minutes of James mm. Hurd putting his head over the football and then... It, it's oh. not about anybody else. It's about Essendon too. That's what you've always, you yeah. know. So yeah, stuff I, the haters. Part of me, you know, part of me... Let them say what they want. Thank him. I, I, I'm, You're coming round. Anyway, Flash. Okay, go. I hope James Hurd's listening because he's still oh, he's my favourite player he's of listening. all time. Uh, hold on, not Flash. By the way. The NFL has never been bigger in Australia. Oh, this is hot. This is hot. Do you know what? Don't they? The amount of people my age, late 30s, now early 40s, 
um, that have jumped on even in recent times. I've been on for four or five years. I was on as a kid and enjoyed it. I refuse to miss any of it. When it comes, or today, what have we got? The Chiefs and Chargers, in, in, I think it's in Kansas City today, Mahomes versus Herbert. It is absolutely riveting. Of course, you're probably not aware, we, we've got, we pick up the coverage now on SEN every Monday morning from 5 a.m. Uh, it is a huge product. I wouldn't. I'd be shocked if you've got into it, but I'd love to know that you have. I haven't, but I need to so I can yeah. understand the group chat because they Everybody were talking about is. tight ends the other day. I was completely confused, <laughs> but so I've got to get my head around it because it's huge. They love the fantasy they do. football, they do. and then so when the Super Bowl comes around, it'll be more than just a hot dog eating contest for me. So no, I agree with you there. It's on the rise. Hello, Jared Whitey, of course, has been called the last couple of. Um, Super Bowls, which is tremendous, but it's, yeah, today, if you want to watch a good game, the Chargers in Kansas City, they're probably the two best teams, or two of the best three teams in the AFC. That's a beauty, good time to start. Hot or not, the Demons will be winners out of the Luke Jackson decision to head home to WA. Not. A bird in the hand is worth... A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, and Luke Jackson is a super player... Yeah, big loss. I think, um, yeah, after the way they finished the season this year and you add Jackson's departure, yep. Melbourne looked like world beaters a month ago and now they don't. He, he is a good player. Uh, I, I, I draw the line there at super player. I think potentially he, he can be a super player. It's going to be a huge deal, six or seven years at 900000 a year. Uh, is he worth it at this stage? I'd say absolutely not. Um, however, he'll, he'll relish when he's a... Ruckman on his Pat Malone. What I'm interested in is whether he goes to the Eagles or Dockers. Eagles are saying, well, they're not giving up pick two. Well, guess what? You're not going to get him because you can't tell me the 20-year-old Luke Jackson is already a premiership player. Or is he 21 now? He's very young, mature. He's ver- he's worth the very highest of draft picks, I would think, to secure him, especially when you're talking about a 6 or $7 million deal. Yeah, I think he'll end up at the Dockers, and then they'll be they'll be looking pretty formidable next well, year. Well, they don't have pick two, but they've got um, a couple of early picks. So yeah, look, absolutely. Flash, hot or not, Collingwood, and this obviously isn't what you're praying for this weekend. Collingwood making the grand final will be the most remarkable football story in years. They finished seventeenth last year. Uh, no, it's a hot, but I would extend that. I would extend that to Sarah. I think the Swans maybe making it too is probably equal. Oh, equal. A good team making the grand finals a remarkable well, football on. story. Hang isn't on. It? Okay, well, hang on. They were they finished 19th and 15th in 1920. Obviously had a bounce last year and went out in the first week of the finals. I don't think many people had them going in the grand final this year. Did no, they? Well, probably. Well, they, Collingwood's, they're, a Collingwood's a, they're a good team. Collingwood, Collingwood very much, I agree with you. Um that was more unexpected. It would be an amazing story. They, they've had a tremendous year. And their ability just to win these games, um, goodness me, you know, these tight, tight games, I find it quite remarkable. Hot or not? Okay. Tasmania is about ready for another dose of Jack Jumpers fever with the NBL season just over two weeks away. Yes, Ooh. hot, I think. Um, hot. We lost jumping Josh Adams, oh, but we've recruited well, and we they looked very good in the uh, preseason. Not How many even... games did you do last year? I'm going to pick a number. I reckon you did eight at least. Oh, I think I did five or six, did and you? they were all very well catered. 
They were very well catered. Um, if there's any room in the box, I am a very um, enthusiastic person to share a box with. Um, Scotty Roth, he just continues to impress everyone as a as a sports person. We had him at the SCN uh, our evening uh, with sponsors here a couple of weeks ago with uh, Holly Fowler, hosted, did a terrific job. Emotional, was in tears, um, yep. talking about his passion. What a what a great uh, what a great human. What a great addition to our city he's been. And it won't take long for the new players to um, become household names. No, they're building something very special out there. And look, no pressure. We don't expect them to make the playoffs again or the the, the final. But um, I think they'll be competitive no matter what oh, because no, I, I don't I, think anyone that plays for Scott Roth can not be competitive. Do you know what I actually do? And I think there's a narrative at the moment that you know they're going to they're going to perhaps fall off the the perch a little bit. Um, I've had a good look at their imports. I've had a good look at Doyle. Run your eye, Richard Kelly. They got um, some razzle dazzle. Do they flash? It's, it's a different look. Um, I'm already missing the fact that Josh Adams is not here. Absolutely. However, razzle dazzle. Very much is a different different look, and I think it. I think they're going to be taller because naturally you've got Kelly and. And Doyle, they're six, 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 seven operators, both good defenders. Very much a different look, but I'm, I'm bullish. Couple of injury worries. Obviously, the captain's still on the sidelines. Magnay's not right yet, and poor old uh, Sam McDaniel was playing amazing uh, basketball for the Chargers. He's heard how many players get injured before they call you, Flash? Uh, about five thousand, six thousand. <laughs> There's yeah. lots and lots and lots. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Time to check the real estate market. Thanks to Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search for harrisonagents.com.au. Okay, we've got a couple of beauties this week. Now, this is a bit familiar to you. Love your mum, Boogle. Tell us about this beautiful property up at Bridport, please, AJ. 19A Emma Street, Bridport. And I do love real estate language, Flash. I know you're in the game. The best one I ever heard was views as far as the eye can see. Uh, But this one uh, ramps it up as well because built in 2019 to the highest standards is this beautiful masterpiece of grand proportions. But don't think we're putting mustard on it because the luxurious residence consists of three levels, modern convenience, breathtaking views, as far as the eye can see, quality finishes, impeccable family home. Get this, it's got a pool, seven metre long heated pool, and this is my dream home, a hydraulic lift for my poor old knees and ankles. Unbelievable. Glorious Flash, tell us about world. Westbury Road. 118 Westbury Road, South Launceston. This brand new 2022 build has been completed to the highest standards with quality fixtures and fittings throughout. Set up over two levels, this impressive floor plan offers space and abundance of natural light. The upper level of home offers breathtaking views towards the city through large glass sliding doors. All inquiries, please contact Harrison Agency in Launceston or here in Hobart, where we reside now. AJ, thank you for joining us, young man. I will no doubt see you in the next couple of weeks at some stage. Thanks, Flash. Happy preliminary final weekend. It's one for the football purists. It is. I've got the Cats by Kick and the Mighty Swannies. I'm telling you now, I'm going to have the red suit out next week. It's going to be the Swans by 33. Coming up, the captain's run with Julian DeStoop up next. Thanks so much for your company this morning. No, you're hot.